showing you how to reignite the embers of a distant and lonely relationship into a blazing, emotionally intimate connection. I'm your host, Amber Dawson. I'm a psychologist, author, and speaker. A few of my favorite things are my husband, Grapes, and my adorable little dog, Riggs. Now let's learn how to create a soul crush in love that lasts. Hit subscribe in your podcast app so that simply by listening, you can rekindle your relationship by pouring a little gas on your relationship ember. This podcast is for informational purposes and should not be misconstrued for specific relationship advice. For advice for your specific relationship, seek a local couples therapist for relationship counseling for couples therapy. Welcome back to Relationship Psych, the podcast. This episode has caused me nothing but problems to try to record. This is the third try. My microphone keeps detaching from my computer or the neighbor decided to start doing construction on their house. So here we are. Hopefully the third time really is the charm. Ooh, I forgot. Even the recording that I had done deleted itself. So I hope you like the episode. It is called Bids for Connection. So Bids for Connection, what on earth is this? Probably not the most popular episode title I've ever had. I thought about making it something catchier, but I thought it was really important to just name this what this is. Because when we miss a bid for connection, it takes the wind out of our sails, makes us feel totally deflated. A lot of my couples, a lot of my individual clients, they say to me, I don't know what is wrong in my relationship. They can't name it. This is one of the things they cannot name and I want to give it a name so that you can describe it to yourself, help you understand how you are feeling and also communicate it to your partner. So what on earth is a bid for connection? This is any way your partner tries to get attention, touch, reassurance, or engage with you. Let's go over an example so you get what that means. Recently, I was watching the TV show Borgen. It's a Danish political TV drama series. The series begins with the female prime minister surprisingly being brought to power. Initially, she and her husband had an agreement that every five years, the other person would get to focus on their career. But due to an unexpected win for her, he agreed to take the back seat again. Her becoming the prime minister would be a huge victory for women, but it would also be the thing that took the wind out of their relationship sails. Her job became filled with late nights at the office, early mornings without saying goodbye to the husband of the children, and the prime minister really disconnecting from her family. At dinners, her eyes would be glued to her phone as her daughter's eyes silently pleaded for her attention, and it's unclear if she even notices. Her daughter's eyes silently pleading for her and the TV show consistently focuses in on her daughter's eyes are bits for connection, silent ones that she misses. The children do more overt things in their biddings for connection, like they catch their mom's phone ringing on a vacation and they hide their mother's phone under some bags in the trunk of the car. The mother searches for her phone and ignores that her children really want her connection and grabs the call. I was particularly struck by one scene because of the relationship aspect where the prime minister is at home late one evening. Her husband has a glass of red wine in his hands and she is pouring over papers with her laptop open. Her husband asks if someone else can read the papers, a bid for connection. She says no. He asks if someone else can just highlight the important parts, another bid, which she says no to. 
He walks over, bends down, and kisses her on the forehead as he goes off to bed. She doesn't even look up at him. Another missed bid for connection. As you can see here, nothing happened. That's exactly the problem. Nothing happened. She didn't do anything. Connection is built from doing something. So when you do nothing and your partner is bidding you for connection, this hurts. This actually withdraws positive balance from the relationship and begins sometimes to slowly deflate the wind from the relationship sails, or it can happen in a big one, like just one big time you miss, it can really, really hurt. So let's imagine the same scene at the computer. Let's imagine it went differently. So imagine that she's at the computer pouring over the pages and he says, can, can someone else do this? And she says, no. And he goes over to give her a kiss. And instead of just disregarding him, what she actually does is she says, I know, sweetheart, it sucks. I miss you too. Why don't I just tuck you into bed and we can snuggle for a bit? Imagine how different things would have turned out between them if she just took some time to acknowledge him, to pay attention to him, to connect with him, even if she couldn't go to bed at their regular time. So when she doesn't actually acknowledge, when she does nothing, this is called a turning away from your partner. This is when you maybe notice your partner has made an attempt to connect, but you ignore it. Sometimes we turn away by missing the attempt altogether. And primarily, this is what we see from the prime minister. She's not necessarily mean. She just isn't engaging. Then we have what could be worse, which is calling a turn against her partner. So let's imagine that same scene. Let's say he's saying, you know, can someone else do that? And she's like, oh my gosh, don't you know I'm the prime minister? Shut up and leave me alone. So turning against is when we notice the bid for connection, we dismiss it or even try to hurt our partner, we spurn them. Usually we come across as argumentative or belligerent. This really takes away from the positive balance in a relationship and can hurt it. How we turn towards a bid for connection is to notice and acknowledge our partner has requested our attention, our connection. So for example, when the prime minister gets a phone call at dinner and she sees her daughter's eyes like, please, please pay attention to us, not on your phone. She could say, sweetheart, I see you want my attention. Just give me one minute and you'll have my undivided attention again. Or even better, she could say, I see you want my attention. Let me put my phone away. So sometimes just because someone wants our attention or connection doesn't mean we don't do the thing we're doing. It just means we notice that they also want to connect and we let our partner or our children or whoever wants our attention know when we will be available and when we can respond to them. Turning towards a bid for connection doesn't always mean we give the connection fully in that moment. It's when we tell someone we can be free. We acknowledge, we honor that they have requested us and we are kind in how we respond to them. So here's the thing to remember, when we bid for connection, affection with our partners, this is so vulnerable, especially if we've had some repeated rejection. It's really hard for people to ask for what they need. So if you notice your partner asking clearly or subtly, try to respond in a way that encourages them to continue or at least makes it safe for them to ask. We can turn towards bids for connection by acknowledging the request and engaging with their request. Like I said, it doesn't mean agreement necessarily. So for example, if my husband is like, let's go golfing today. And I'm like, hmm, 
golfing. Don't have time for golfing. I can still say, hey, babe, oh my gosh, that'd be so fun to go with you. I'm busy today. Can we go on such and such day? So I notice his request and I tell him when I'm free. I don't have to be free in that moment, but I just don't shrug it off. I just don't ignore it. I'm responding to that bid for connection. So like in the example I've given, you don't have to spend the whole night with the person going to bed. It could just simply mean you're like, I'm so sorry, I'm busy. If someone tries to connect with you and you're not free, just let them know nicely. Couples with very strong relationships. It has been found by the Gottman research that couples who are doing awesome, happily married, positively respond to bids for connection over 80% of the time. And they followed couples who divorced, and they saw that prior to getting divorced, these couples only positively responded to bids for connection 30 to 40% of the time. So if we think about this prime minister continuing to miss bids for connection, spoiler alert, well, I haven't actually finished the show. I'm not 100% sure, but I know she is missing a lot of bids for connection. And if she keeps missing those bids, I'm pretty sure they are not going to be headed in the married direction. So there are seven pillars to emotional emotional intimacy, and one is called turning towards bids for connection. Turning towards is a huge component of being emotionally intimate. I mean, after all, you have to notice and positively respond to your partner's bids for connection so that you can be emotionally intimate. I mean, imagine, how hard is it to have a conversation or initiate physical touch if you can't get and or keep your partner's attention? It's so hard. So if you want to know the other six pillars of emotional intimacy, check out the Emotional Intimacy Blueprint. I've got the link in the show notes. This is just a quick mini course that helps couples or individuals in relationships understand what gets in the way of connection and gives you some ideas to rekindle connection in your relationship. You will get some real tools for how to stoke the flames of your relationship fire and things you can do as soon as today. You get six bite-sized videos to help you understand the little known pillars of connection. Because no, connecting with your partner, especially in a long-term relationship, is not magic. And there's no good reason you should just know how to make your relationship succeed. I mean, if you are lucky, you had amazing parents with an amazing relationship and they showed you how to do this. But most of us, if we're lucky, we had parents that are together and were decent most of the time. But I know a lot of people who desire and dream of an amazing connection, but they just don't have the skills or the tools to do it for the long haul. So in this, in the emotional intimacy blueprint, you get the videos as well as worksheets to help you implement the concepts into your relationship. I want to share some other examples of bids for connection, just so you see what could be a turn towards a bid for connection, a turn away from a bid for connection, or a turn against a bid for connection. So let's imagine your partner is complaining. They're like, ugh, you're on your phone again. That is a bid for connection. Not so helpful. They could bid more helpfully, but that is actually a bid. What they're saying, let's read between the lines, is I wish you were off your phone and could pay attention to me. So we could positively respond, turn towards that bid for connection and say, here, let me put it down. I'm ready to pay attention. Or yep, I'm going to be on my phone just for a couple more minutes, then I'll put it away. A turn away would be to ignore that your partner has said anything at all, or just be like, yep. A turn against would be like, you're on your phone too. Why can't you just leave me alone? I've got a couple other examples here. 
So maybe asking your partner, what do you want to do for dinner? While you're working, you're busy doing something. If you pop your head up and go, ah, I'm not free just yet. Give me a minute and I'll get back to you. That's a turn towards. You've acknowledged and responded to their bid for connection. If you pop your head up and go, ooh, for dinner, I'll be ready at six and spaghetti sounds great. Turn towards, different answer. You're noticing and responding to the bid for connection. You could also notice they've reached out. You could walk over, take their face in your hands, give them a smooch and say, I can't wait to have dinner with you. How about seven o'clock? I can be done work at six and help you prepare. So those are three ways you could turn towards that bid for connection. A turn away would be to just simply ignore that they have spoken to you or just say like later, give them a non-committal, non-nonchalant kind of answer or turn against to be like, can't you see I'm working? Figure it out yourself. What am I, your slave? Yep, that's going to hurt the relationship. Here's another example. Let's imagine you're laying in bed at night and your partner's feeling frisky. They turn over and they put a hand on you, just kind of feeling you out, seeing if you're into it. Maybe they start with a kiss. A turn towards could be to embrace that, to engage, to kiss them back and just start to see, can you warm up to the idea? Or maybe you're already warm to the idea. Another turn towards could be like, hey, babe, I'm like a three out of 10. I'm not quite there, but I'm not not there. I'm super sleepy. You can convince me. Another turn towards could be like, babe, I'm a three out of 10 and I'm so tired. I see what you're trying to do here, but I just don't have it in me. Can we try tomorrow morning? So this is just three ways to notice and positively turn towards your partner's bid for connection. A turn against would be, all you want is sex. Can't you get your hands off me? mean. Or a turn away would just be like rolling away. Like, ugh, no. Actually, ugh, no could actually be to turn against, not just turn away. Depends on how you do it. So the big thing here is when you notice your partner bidding for your attention, bidding for your connection, respond kindly. Notice the bid. Even if they're bothering you, still be nice. Treat your partner with care. Act like you love them. So turning towards that bid puts money in your relationship bank account. Turning away from your bid takes, you know, a withdrawal. Turning against takes a big withdrawal out of your bank account. So one of the big pillars to creating a deep emotional connection is to notice and positively respond to your partner's bids for connection most of the time. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Psych, the podcast put on by Ember Relationship Psychology. If you're looking for more free relationship help or advice that comes straight from the couple's therapy room, check out the free resources and the blog at www.emberrelationshippsychology.com.